I wouldn't really say, well, here's my thing. I was in that predicament, but with a different game. I wouldn't really say I was tied into Minecraft because like I still have a pretty decent, basically I'm tied into nostalgia, which is a way broader topic than Minecraft. Yeah. Um, but I, before I did these types of videos, I made uh, videos on a game called Unturned. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a free to play survival game on Steam. Um, I loved it. I fell in love with the game and I made probably 200 videos or more on it. Uh, now I have 1800 hours and I absolutely despise the game. What happened? I'm lucky. What changed? So the, the thing that changed for me was after a while, you're kind of forced into it. Welcome everybody to the Casually Hardcore Podcast, episode 46. My name is Brian, and today I'm very happy to introduce you to a fantastic content creator. Robocast, aka Tanner, is joining us on the podcast today. He has been putting out a lot of amazing videos, but then he's taken a mysterious month off of YouTube for some reason, so we'll have to see what's going on with him about that. Now, if you haven't been introduced to Robocast, be sure to check out his channel from Minecraft to classic MMOs, Tanner is really taps into a whole nother level of video game nostalgia that is also very wonderfully edited, I might add. Uh, and so anyway, you tackle a wide range of gaming topics. And that is my introduction uh, for you. I would like you to go ahead. Did I <laughs> leave anything out? Did I miss anything, Tanner? Why don't you tell people where they can find you? That's fair. All right, so you can find me on YouTube, Robocast, R-O-B-O-K-A-S-D. Some people still spell, uh, spell it with a C, but it's okay. Uh, I'm on Instagram, I post once a year. I'm on Twitter. I tweet once every three months and uh, they're all the same ads. So you could check that out. But um, I've been doing YouTube for about probably four years. Um, I started out with like really cringe Minecraft content. Like, you know, I don't like even want to get into that right now. Oh yeah. Like, like we all did, like we all did. Um, and then over time I've kind of just like focused my content on the topic of nostalgia. So old uh, games, that's yeah, pretty much all old games. I was gonna say movies, but I don't really do movies. Uh, it's basically like old games that we all played growing up. I do retrospectives on why they were so great, why some of them weren't so great, and like what they were actually like for people who can't play them. That's a, that's important work because one <laughs> of the that's one of the things about the digital age that we're in. It always kind of feels like I'm just waiting for that, like the ability to play a game that I can no longer play. In fact, I'm looking around my office here because. My mom just dropped off like a bunch of NES games. So I got like all the old Dragon uh, Quest, aka Warrior games, the Mario games. Um, I have no way to play them, uh, except for at least now the Switch <laughs> is finally starting to come around. But uh, it's still like, yeah, it's a waiting process. So guys, we're going to talk, uh, obviously, uh, Casually Hardcore is a, a creator-focused you know, conversation podcast. In this, we're going to be talking about what we're playing, and then we're going to be talking about how nostalgia is one hell of a drug with the master of nostalgia himself. Uh, so it should be a fun and interesting show. Uh, if you guys are new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you missed our last podcast, we had Callie from uh, uh, actually a former Blizzard employee talking about kind of behind the scenes uh, what it's like at Blizzard, especially after last year's BlizzCon and the Diablo Immortal announcement. We got to do that on site. And so that podcast is live now. You can go check that out anytime. And we'd love to know what you think 
about the show as well. Uh, we also want to thank our partnership with Exit Lag. Uh, you guys can check out the link in the description below for three free days and save 20% if you use the code DOWORK at checkout. Uh, but again, check out the three days if you're playing any of these games that, of course, require a connection to a server somewhere in the world uh, and you're having some problems with that. Check out Exit Lag, see if it can help reduce and overall improve your <laughs> performance and experience overall. And now that we've concluded the business, <laughs> Thank God I could finally cough. <laughs> I had to cough the whole time. It's like, oh God, is he going to end? Never. <laughs> this is the longest intro. Um, we, we're known for that. Anyway, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about what we're playing. Uh, obviously, it's gaming season right now. Tanner, you said that you've, I mean, you pretty much disappeared from uh, YouTube. You're working on a Minecraft series, if you guys haven't checked that out. Um, are you actually getting to play games right now, or are you just, are you just literally in the weeds? So, I've been on the college grind. It's stressful, but... Obviously, I got to kind of relax every once in a while. So I've been pretty heavy into Outer Worlds. Oh. I don't know if you guys have played it. Uh, I downloaded it? it and then I w then we went to BlizzCon. So. Uh, okay, dude, it's yep. it's good. It's good. It major like New Vegas vibes. A, a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a reskin New Vegas. But is that a bad thing? Is it a bad thing? I, I don't think so. I think I mean I think they I think they're finally. What's exciting about it is that they're no longer tying themselves to. Bethesda, mm -hmm. they're tying themselves one to their IP. own IP. And so the problem with wanting like a new Vegas is the next Vegas from Bethesda, if they keep up the trend they're doing, might not be good. Oh and yeah. And so so seeing them able to tie it to their own IP and the idea that they're gonna expand on this universe is really exciting. Especially with the success of it. Like when you go look at just the the reception from the users and the critics, and then just the mm -hmm. fact that it's in Game Pass, like are you a Game Pass subscriber or did you actually straight up buy it? So I am a Game Pass uh, subscriber, but I bought it on PS4 just because, like, I get criticized a lot for this, but for some reason, if I'm playing a single-player, like, casual game, I would rather play on console, which I know it seems backwards, but... No, I'm ha hands down with you, man. Like, I'm really? I'm, a con I'm a console gamer just for the convenience alone. Now, yeah, I play a lot of so games easy. on PC. Just... Yeah, hands down. So why... Uh, so do you have an Xbox, or is it just... Uh, PlayStation 4, PC 4? Uh, just PS4. I had an Xbox, but honestly, like, there is no reason to keep it. Like, the exclusives aren't that good. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, apparently on PS4. <laughs> I know. And, and half the exclusives are on PC with Game Pass. So, like, there's really no reason to have an Xbox One. Mm -hmm. And, like, even the Scarlet that's coming out, I don't even know if I'm going to get that. Like, Halo Infinite looks awesome, yeah. but is it worth buying a whole console for? It really depends, I guess, on your passion for halo like chris and i we play halo like every halo 5 right now every week so it literally could be an easy purchase for for us yeah in that regards however if what microsoft's doing with xbox and pc like if they have it on pc or if with x cloud whatever that's coming out down down the pipe like if that ends up being like well i mean i could spend i'm assuming five hundred dollars six hundred dollars on a new yeah. console or i could play that game already in the cloud because we, you know, we have uh, been cloud gaming since the summer, and we it, no lag. Like it's it's an incredible experience if you have the internet bandwidth to, to support it. You know, so it's like it, it isn't going to be an interesting proposition overall uh, to see what happens. Uh, you know, with that in its regard. So, uh, so you've been playing the Outer Worlds. Uh, anything else? Outer Worlds is like number one right now, um, and then really everything else isn't really anything new. I haven't played the new COD at all. Which I, I'll get around to it eventually, but um, I haven't played that yet, and I haven't played any of the like hyped new releases. So it's literally been a mix of Outer Worlds and the stuff I already played, like Factorio, uh, you know, Minecraft, 
uh, what else? CSGO, just stuff I've been playing for years. Now, so that's going to be kind of the big hitting topic of this because a lot of us, Chris and I were sitting down the other day and we thought this would be perfect to talk with you about because it's like, wait, am I actually playing any new games or am I still playing <laughs> games from last decade? Like, exactly. You know, and it's interesting to see because like, I'm not playing the original Mario World. Like the, this is something that's probably like a new phenomenon for the technology with the digital age with games as a service games that it's like, yeah, they kind of hook you in for mm -hmm. the long term. And even if you take breaks, even if like they have a bad update, like at some point, like if they patch it, you might be like, oh, I'll go check out the new update and you might end up getting hooked mm -hmm. overall with it. So it's really fascinating to see how that plays out. Chris, what are you playing? Uh, I mean, I'm, obviously it's 5.1 for 14. So it's time to come back around and at least clear all that content. Uh, and then usually I stick around a little bit longer and then I kind of slowly slip off to try other things. Um, I was really excited about the Diablo 4 announcement. I know it's a couple years away, but like some part of me is itching to maybe get Diablo 3 updated. Oh man. Because I think there's a new season coming up. Yeah. Um, just to at least touch that. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know, get back into maybe some classic. I was really impressed with BlizzCon in general. So Blizzard games had kind of slipped off my radar and uh, I, was, I was really impressed with the weekend. So I'll probably dive back into some of that. And then I got the new Call of Duty installed. I've got Outer Lands installed, and I was just waiting to get back from BlizzCon to dive into those headfirst and see what they're all about. What's really interesting for those who don't know, because Chris and I really haven't talked about it. I mean, much. We put out a video, but it's a long video. We're getting all kinds of fun notifications <laughs> despite muting. Um, <laughs> um, is that we we went and played Diablo Four for like an hour, and they got to play it a couple times, and then we went and we're like looking at Diablo Three because people were playing it back at the house, and it's like kids Candyland versus like this dark, you know, world of like you know no hope and and more and it was just like goodness gracious like <laughs> i was really blown away and surprised overall by I think uh, of it as a dark franchise like graphically i think of it as dark but it, it wasn't it diablo 3 looks so bright um i mean it, it seriously looks like minecraft versus dark souls when you played diablo 4 and diablo 3 in the same day mm -hmm. like there's just this total difference um pretty stark yeah so what do you uh, play ron Oh, okay. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> I finished, uh, you know, coming back cause I, we weren't really able to play games, uh, for a good week. Like if, you know, we were busy out at BlizzCon. So for me, I caught up and finished the 5.1 story. So that was really, really exciting. Lots of questions like that. That patch leaves me like I, I, I was, I finished it and I go, what the heck just happened? Like, is that who I think it is? Or you know, just lots of speculation, lots of like excitement. Cause then I was like, oh, I can't wait to see where they go with it. Obviously been following that story for a very long time. So any kind of story updates are exciting. Beyond that, uh, then jumped into some Destiny 2 last night, had a blast playing with the community. And then Fantasy Star Online 2 last night was getting patched. So I, was, uh, I wasn't able to play that, but I played that earlier today. I'm working on my sub, uh, my sub job quest uh, for Fantasy Star Online 2 and just diving into it. And uh, yeah, like I went in a couple weeks ago, uh, played uh, played all the updates for Anthem because they had the 5.1 update, put out a review on that, and that is getting like crazy numbers of views. Totally surprised me. Uh, and the, it's interesting, the comments that come in. Tanner, you're a fellow YouTuber, so like, you know, YouTube comments, like there are categories. Oh, they're, the, they're the best and the worst thing ever at the yeah, same time. You can wreck your day and make <laughs> your day at the same time. And especially I know, on dude. the same video. Like, 
I've, oh, do you ever get yeah. it to where it's like you have one person accusing you of A <laughs> and then another person accusing you of B and they're completely opposite. So it's like, oh, I know you it's love the best pizza thing ever. and I can tell you hate pizza. And, you know, like, like, wait a minute, like, how did we get to this? <laughs> like, how did both two people draw completely different conclusions at the same time, at the same time? Like, it's like the, yeah. the comments are like 10 seconds away from each other. And so then I always wonder, like, like. We've always kind of uh, talked about it. They have added new filters to the YouTube uh, comment section. Have you played around with the filters at all? I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, dude, let me what, let oh, me yeah. uh, blow your mind. Uh, in the in the new comments, you can say who you haven't responded to, who subscribed to you, who's not subscribed to you, who's a member for what? your channel, who's not a member, who's and you got uh, this option, so you can kind of really structure your your comments. And the one thing that they haven't added, but it's actually one of the number one requested features, is can I get a like a percentage watched of the video? Uh, you know? Oh, dude! And wow, if I, I didn't even know that was like, a thing. Chris and I've talked. It's like if I could cut out like the like if you haven't watched the first ten percent, like the first thirty seconds of just this video, just like eighteen seconds. Like I'm not asking yeah. for something crazy. Yeah, I just need to know. Like, oh, seconds. you clearly because like usually because like like do you ever get uh, accused of clickbaiting? Sort of. <laughs> it, I, I basically get accused of clickbaiting if somebody doesn't like the outcome. Like if they're like, oh, dude, that game didn't die. Like I still play it. <laughs> then it's. Oh, yeah. OK, so yeah, it's clickbait. Yeah. It's, it's essentially okay. the, the, the common clickbait kind of term, because yeah. typically if it's a charge topic, if it's a hot topic, like it's like I've got a strong feeling about X, I'm going yeah, to express yeah. it. And if you don't agree, people will call that clickbait. But it's. But we address it like in the first 15 seconds we don't sit here and say at the end of the video oh and that's why you know the title of the video like, yeah no we're talking about this uh and it's the first yeah. and that's why it's like yeah chris is right like if if i could see if somebody has at least watched like 18 seconds 30 seconds then the they'll video, know if you got not, to that point right then, then i know that i can long video i'm not asking you to watch the whole thing <laughs> dude and honestly like clickbait isn't a bad thing as long as you deliver on what you say you're gonna do well that's like, if the, you that's like purpose. if it's way off and you're like oh I'm gonna talk about this, but you you're like over here and not even talking about that. Well, then yeah, it's clickbait. But like, yeah, it, it the whole point of YouTube is to get people to click your videos and share what you have to say. So like, there's nothing wrong with kind of like putting it on a on a nice pillow and being like, hey, <laughs> APB is not a game I had ever heard of. All that news totally blew by me in the early 2000s. Like that's never yeah. a game I followed. Yet you put out a video that says that it lost a hundred million dollars, and I was like. Well, I'll watch that. <laughs> and so, it worked. And sure, and, and like, and it legitimately did. It legitimately had a hundred million dollars invested in it. Yeah. And it is legitimately no longer a thing. That's just gone. Now <laughs> they may have made some portion of that back, so maybe they didn't lose the whole hundred million. But in general, yeah. your title rings true. They invested yeah. it in something that they hoped would have the same kind of turnaround uh, and profit that like a Grand Theft Auto did, and it just didn't. It could have, um, but they so, uh, didn't deliver that one. Yes. And so, like, and that video delivered on what I expected. Like, it, it's like, okay, I, I wanted to know where the hundred million come from, and why did they not make it back? It's like, okay, I got that answered. A hundred. They would have been way better off just keeping their money. And oh doing yeah, it. yeah. I well, the thing is, like, I don't think they really knew what people wanted. There's like, okay, we know what we want, and we're just gonna throw these things together, even though they don't really like match up. And maybe somebody will like one of those things. Like that's that's. I feel like that's a common problem these days. With I like glitching game developers. Roofs. Yeah, I like flying around the map and hacking without even actually hacking. <laughs> the um, I, I do have a question uh, for Chris before we actually dive into nostalgia uh, and the main mm -hmm. topic for the podcast. 
Uh, where's your jerk shirt? That seemed to be very popular in our last podcast. So, um, so the group that I and now we go to BlizzCon with, uh, Brian and I, is actually it's it's what was the Elitist Jerks. So way back in the day, there was the Elitist Jerks forums for WoW. Um, they have since renamed themselves the Abandoned Jerks. There is still an Elitist Jerks guild in place, but the Abandoned Jerks um, sums up more of the community because many of them no longer play WoW or or they play WoW at a much different level. They play more casually or intermittent. Um, and so that's the group we go out there with and there's there's jerk shirts every year and that way we can all see each other and there's some some years there's like a jerk picture and we're all together um, and so the house I stayed in last year so that we would all have matching shirts found this shirt on Teespring that said what's up jerks and they're like that's perfect so we all ordered a copy so I'm sure it may still be out there on Teespring that's all it is um, but I, I was excited to see I've worn it a ton on the channel but you guys only ever see me from like here up so you've never seen the bottom half and so knowing that that had that response um i definitely think that somebody put a comment up that said all my opinion videos since like they seem to split the room like if you go look at likes dislikes some of them are 50 50. it's uh, a good target to i hit, tend to honestly. take a controversial stance um then you know they've said i should i should start introing those videos what's up jerks and i'm not totally opposed to the idea uh, i assume that people would vote about 50 50 if that if that's a good idea uh so that's where that shirt came from if if it's really that popular we could probably throw up a version on our store uh change it up a little see if we can kind of come up with a more work to game font and stuff and lean into that but yeah that's all it is merch 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 anyway self-plug self-plug <laughs> self uh, gotta keep keep doing that side hustle. The um, <laughs> guys, let's talk about nostalgia. It's a hell of a drug. It is one of the things that it's that. Well, I was so happy to see Mario brought to the phone because I was like, Nintendo's selling to an older audience, and no kids are playing Mario games because they're not on their phones. Like when I go look Fortnite around, only, like Fortnite, <laughs> Minecraft, uh, and more. And so that's actually one of the things that I really enjoy about uh, your channel, Tanner. And I'm going to first start because obviously Minecraft is this interesting topic. A, mm -hmm. it was huge. B, it's back. And yeah, I know. It's, it's bigger crazy. than ever. Like, it's like, okay. like, every, And so ultimately, at first, to start off, like, what, like, and Chris is also a huge uh, Minecraft uh, player. I'm a Minecraft virgin. I've never played the game. Uh, I know. And so, like, in 2019? 2019. Is that possible? It's very possible. And ultimately, I, I own it. I own multiple copies. I own like, it I own because I bought PCs. I got it with an Xbox. Like, like I have, co I own the game and I've never yeah. uh, run it. So, ultimately, I was like, I'm sitting here, like, how. Uh, how can I somewhat like <laughs> tap into this these Minecraft numbers and be like, huh? Here's Brian I have an that idea. never never played it, so we'll talk after uh, this. But what's your history with Minecraft and MMOs in general? Um, so like, I'll start with my history with gaming. I'm yeah. not gonna make this a whole like 30 minute spiel, but um, I started with the PS1 and the PS2. I didn't have anything before that, and that kind of got me into like casual gaming. So on the PS1, a couple titles that stood out. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And the only other one that really stood out to me, which I don't know if anybody even knows what this is, but it was called Tiny Tank. I've heard And of it was this, I, I didn't know how popular it was or whatever, but that was like my game for like two years. I loved it. Uh, and then I moved on to the PS2, played a lot of Spyro, Ratchet and Clank, GTA. And um, my, my favorite game in the PS2 is actually called Mercenaries 2. Don't know if anybody's ever played that. Fun game. Um, but then from there is when I really got into like more serious gaming. So I got into PC. I also had a 360, but same thing, just casual. Um, but I got into PC in like 2010, made my very own Minecraft server. 
and made a series on it on my channel and then used the server to promote the channel. So it was kind of like self-advertising. It worked yeah. pretty well. I gained my first like 100 subscribers. Thought I was famous. It was crazy. Um, and then from there, like basically Minecraft is what started my channel, just mm. like many other people these days. So it holds a special place in my heart. Like it's the reason that I'm doing this today. And I look at it that way and I just think it's amazing. Um, from there, I went into some like other MMOs. Like I was pretty young. So like more casual ones, like, you know, like kids MMOs, like Club Penguin and like all the stuff kids played in like 2010. Um, and then, you know, as time's gone on, I've gotten more serious with gaming and that's where I am today. Chris, how about so your when history? Did you... So, so I played Minecraft starting in, I guess, like the alpha or the beta. Yeah. It was, it was five Euro. That was the only way to get it. I remember you that. had to buy it in Euro and it was, it was, and so I remember like trying to decide like, what it, am I going to get charged like a bank fee for that? Because that was a lot of money to me in college. Uh, and, and so I remember playing it and it was, it was so early on, there was almost nothing you could do in game. Um, there was just very little. I, I think you've even made a video talking about how, like how glitchy mobs were and how oh, yeah. trying to build anything was just so hard. Trying anything, to wrangle those cows. Scale. <laughs> it was just almost impossible. Um, but there also weren't a lot of the modern mechanics. Like you didn't run into a lot of the things that you run into now. And I, I played it off and on. And around the same time I played Dwarf Fortress. And so I played some other kind of punishing ways to kind of explore a sandbox. And so it just never really like super held my attention. I would play it for a couple nights with a friend and then forget about it. And I guess a few years went by and a modded community popped up. And when the modded community popped up, that is when I became like hugely interested in Minecraft. And so I have played through dozens of mod packs and you can just build things of massive scales. And these mods explore everything from like factory setups to like pokemon catching mechanics to crazy hunger mechanics and so they just make the game take on like either a little bit of rim world or a little bit of factorio or a little bit of pokemon or a little bit of you know like you're exploring like witchcraft and making all these different spells and, and so like the mod packs is really and it's a totally different game like when you go look at youtube channels a Minecraft modded experience and a vanilla Minecraft experience are two totally different experiences. They are almost totally different games. Um, and so that's always been what keeps me coming back is like, I have some friends that play it from time to time. They'll say, we're spinning up the server. This is the mod pack we're playing. We used to play like competitive builds. So like you would all be teleported to a place that was like nine billion blocks from spawn and you would all build and then you would like check in on each other and be who could get the furthest and then as we've gotten older and some of them have kids and things like that we started building in teams where it was like two to four people because sometimes somebody can't play very much and that way they're still kind of getting to keep up and then now we've gotten to the point where we build like one big mega base so that some of the really grindy things in a mod pack like you know some specific type of furnace or whatever you have to build we can all share uh because it, it they can take they can, they can take hours and hours and hours to build this one furnace. And so the idea that we all had to build our own furnace just felt like a waste of effort. Um, so that's that's been my Minecraft story. Uh, it's it's still weird to me that Brian's never played it. And I think it's Brian, you're missing out, man. series teaching you Minecraft. I, I need to, yeah, late, we need to figure out how, well how I could, because uh, like if I can turn it into content. I have an idea. It's okay. a great idea. Okay. Brian, this is, we're on to something, or you're on to some well, somebody here is on. I, I have specifically avoided uh, <laughs> playing Minecraft 
in the cha off chance that I became a YouTuber, and then the off chance that it would come and be a, like one of the most popular games. Dude, I'm telling world. you, like I don't know how what to title it, but like basically, how can a, I a dude playing a, <laughs> <laughs> a dude playing Minecraft for the first time of his life in 2019. Like, yeah. rephrase, makes a great series. Yeah, like like, yeah, like exploring this playing Minecraft. My first time playing Minecraft is in 2020. Period. There's yeah. your title. First Make that a right series. <laughs> and it's true. So it's not clickbait. There we go. Yeah, it's true. That'd, that'd be interesting because, like, the reason PewDiePie's Minecraft series was so popular, and, you know, that's what brought his channel to, like, peaks above what it was, is because Minecraft is so old at this point, and so many people have played it that it's, like, it's just there, right? Mm -hmm. So think about, like, the first time you play a game compared to the hundredth time you play a game. PewDiePie comes in here with this, like, boring community that's, like, Oh, welcome to this part 7,555 of my Let's, Let's Play series. all the nine-year-olds, please. Because, yeah. be, I mean, I'm not saying no. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's the case. Everybody has these long series. have been playing for years. PewDiePie comes in and he's like, oh, look, a horse. And he's like playing like it's his first time ever playing the game. Because yeah. he didn't really play it before. And that's what made it so popular. Like, when you, when you, I, I've learned to realize this the, the older I've gotten. But nothing beats playing a game for the first time, ever. Because it's you just come in with this sense of like mystery and you don't know what's going on and then like by the time you're speed running Dark Souls for the fiftieth time, it's like okay, just going through the motions. Yeah, but it'd be a fresh perspective, honestly. What we, what we see? One hundred seventy-six million copies sold and two hundred million users for the free Chinese release. It's a it's had a little bit of an impact. Yeah, sounds like that's uh. insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and how much should microsoft buy them for like just a billion you know or something? dude notch is worth 1.5 billion dollars good night i'm pretty sure i i was i'm actually saw this when i was researching a uh a video i'm working on right now mm -hmm. and i have the page pulled up right here actually it's good news for your community he's still making videos <laughs> y'all <laughs> dude they sold it he sold um minecraft to microsoft for 2.5 billion dollars in cash 2.5 oh in cash and he's worth 1.5 did he buy an yeah. island did he build his own real life <laughs> minecraft <laughs> he says he spends all of his money traveling and programming oh, yeah. traveling and programming man that's gotta be hit that pretty hard oh uh... <laughs> <laughs> i'm, I'm I mean, sure they were like oh that's capital gains that's only 20 percent. that's a nice low tax rate it's like well that's 20 percent of a very large number yeah that's Boom, insane baby. man so why do you guys think minecraft keeps coming back why do you think it's retained its popularity despite being an older game, despite being numerous. I mean, it is massive. It is a massive game. Why, 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 why? <laughs> Honestly, I would say because like, it's one of the only games that you can truly create your own experience, like 100%. Like most games have, have at least some part of it that's linear that you can't change, but you could literally change everything about Minecraft. And it's not like, it's not like the game itself either. I would say it's like, the experiences you can create within the game like some of the best fun i ever had playing minecraft was when me and my friends created like a super flat world we went creative we built bases went back to survival and then we like stocked up our bases and then had a war like between our bases like a siege can thing. you can you switch between survival level and like mm -hmm. note yeah. that i'm a i yeah, have no concept of what like hey let yeah, me do it as talk about these game. minecraft things i have no knowledge of it that's yeah. awesome because like one yeah, of the you things... can do anything why have I not played this game? <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the servers that we didn't have, I didn't have a lot of time to play, but I wanted to play with the guys and they were all going to play a ton. Um, we just put me in creative and them all in survival and I built the base. 
And so they were playing modded Minecraft and stuff, and they would say, hey, like, we need, uh, we need isn't a building that cheating? that we're going to put X in. <laughs> and so I would just go build, but, like, it was in modded, so there's these crazy materials. And then they had to come up with all the materials for, like, the different mod pack items. So okay. they were playing through the mod pack where they have to do these crazy grinds because the mod packs will require, like, 10 million diamonds. And so, but you have these big quarries that are, like, mining diamonds, and you have to generate yeah. power to power the quarries. And so they were... They were generating all the items, and I was just creating like you were creating the buildings shell. and roads, and yeah, just a shell. Um, and so you can do a lot. I, I would say that to expand on that, one of the things that's unique about Minecraft is the appeal that it can have to hardcore gamers because they can go into modded or crazy like vanilla challenge type things. Like we're gonna we're gonna limit ourselves to this or like redstone building and things like that. And then it still has an appeal to like a very young audience. So like my nephews and nieces, the, their first video game ever, Minecraft. And I think that's yeah. a fairly common story. So the fact that it can like hit all age gaps, we talk about how like Nintendo's group seems to be aging. So that means that their player base is getting like smaller and smaller if they don't do a good job bringing in new players. Well, Minecraft has both. They have the people who can put in crazy hours and YouTubers and all these great things because content creators tend to be a little bit older. And then you have, um, you know, you have all the player base that can really tackle brand new gamers um and like parents can kind of trust them to play minecraft as opposed to you know a lot of xbox and ps4 games like is this safe for my kids like i don't even no. know i mean they also use it in like educational standpoints like there's a whole thing i discovered in a wormhole uh called like i don't remember <laughs> what it's called but it's like minecraft education or something and mojang mm -hmm. or microsoft or whoever actually creates like these basically levels that teach kids things like mm -hmm. astronomy or you know like geography and then they as well yeah like there's a lot you can do with it the computer um, craft is an entire mod based on programming so i'm gonna i'm gonna add, add a question to this though because from a content creation perspective uh I've, we've heard stories about people who are married to minecraft or any game and ultimately have this level of resentment their success in their career is tied into it but their joy of it because it's now the one billionth minecraft video they've made yeah. or x game like does that concern you as a creator that is tied into it or i wouldn't really say well here's my thing i was in that predicament but with a different game i wouldn't really say i was tied into minecraft because like i still have a pretty decent basically i'm tied into nostalgia which is a way broader topic than minecraft yeah um but i before i did these types of videos i made uh videos on a game called unturned i don't know if you've ever heard of it it's a free-to-play survival game on steam um i loved it i fell in love with the game and i made probably 200 videos or more on it uh now i have 1800 hours and i absolutely despise the game what happened? I'm lucky... what changed so the, the thing that changed for me was after a while, you're kind of forced into it. Like, for a little bit, it's like, oh, I love this new series. Uh, I could, me personally, I kind of found like a niche because like a lot of people didn't make videos on it, mm -hmm. which is how I got my first 100K. But by the time I'm at 100K, the only reason those people are there is to watch unturned videos. I don't really enjoy the game anymore, but if I post anything else, nobody watches it. I'm lucky that I got out of that, but there are a lot of people who have been trapped in like, a specific niche for whatever game they want to play and then they can't even get out of it like it's it kind of loses its charm over time you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like well, with I mean, a thousand do, hours you know, like, anything you do for that long uh you know yeah. and then over and over again it's like okay this is not the same level like when you said earlier 
the uh, most like incredible experience is usually that first time stepping into the game. Everything's new, nothing is known, but when you know how yeah. everything's made, it can lose its charm and it can be like frustrating because you would be like, oh, it'd be great if it did X, Y, or Z. So how do yeah. you break out of that that cycle? Uh, like in general, or how did I break out of it? Yeah, I think how did you? And then, well, I mean, because ultimately, you know, that's one of the challenges that any gaming content creator, you know, struggles with at some point in their in their YouTube career, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um. So, honestly, dude, I don't even know. I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. I really did. Because what happened is, so I, I think actually I kind of do know what it was. I made a, all these videos in Unturned. And then I started to realize all the problems that the game has. Because when you understand the game with that much, like that deep of a level, you're going to realize what problems it has. Yeah. So I made a video called The Problem with Unturned. And it was kind of like my transition into what I do now. Mm -hmm. And people saw that and they're like, okay, it's an Unturned video, so I'll watch it. But I kind of like this style that he's going for here. Mm -hmm. So then I tried it again with Rust because I was big into Rust as well. I, was, I made a video called um, Rust Has Lost Its Charm. Mm -hmm. I talk about how Rust used to be like a super... I don't, have you guys ever played Rust? Yeah, I have. Okay. Chris plays so, more games than me. Rust, Ark Survival. Chris, uh, did you no, ever play all... back in Legacy? Like the old... Uh, no, old... I got in a little later. Okay, I see, later. I played After, in Legacy. Because the Let's Plays just got to be too much of what I was watching to not try it. Yeah, I feel that. So like, I made the second <laughs> video called Rust Has Lost Its Charm. And it talks about how the transition from Legacy to today has created like the most toxic community I've ever met in my life, which is toxic in a good way because that's what's fun about the game. It's a lot of griefing. Yeah, but like Rush used to be a charming little game where like people were friendly and like it was a great community. The game got bigger. It's a better game, but it did kind of lose its charm. So that was my second video. And then from there, I kind of got out of that niche because people started to like those. That's... I mean, that's interesting to kind of see how that transitions. Some YouTubers seem to be able to do it and some don't. Um, some games seem to be able to do it and some don't. You can't just yeah. keep making the same content over and over. It works. It works once or twice. You see it in MMOs where they'll have an expansion that just repeats the previous expansion, which is what people want. But yeah. at some point, they have to find a way to add something new to the game or people are going to get bored of it. And they're not. Yeah. it's going to happen all at once. They're not going to get bored slowly. They're going to get bored just like you. They're going to cross some threshold. And they're they're gonna read they're gonna look up and go, I think I hate this, and yeah. like all and they're never gonna want to touch it again. And so you want to transition before then, um, or you end up kind of with a game failing later, which is yeah. is just as hurtful as a game failing right out of the box. Um, and so based on that, like, what do you think makes what do you think makes a game fail either at launch or later down the road? I mean, it, I guess it kind of depends on the situation. Um, but I feel like a lot of the time it's a disconnect between the developers and the player base. Um, wait, so if a game fails long-term, it's almost always because of a different reason, but if it fails like off the bat or after like, a like a company buys out another company, like for example, Ace of Spades, it was a game that was made by a single developer. His name was Ben Axoy. Great game. Got over two, two and a half million active players was bought out by Jagex. Is that how you say it, Jagex? The RuneScape people? I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know if it's Jagex or Jagex, but the people who made RuneScape, big big company, they bought out Ace of Spades, had a complete disconnect between what the players wanted and what they wanted, and 
absolutely ruined the game because of it. I'm actually working on a video for that right now. Oh but. man, I'm excited. More videos to come. <laughs> the uh, Do you feel like Minecraft and their development studio has a really good connection with the Minecraft community? Yeah, I'd say so. But also like with a community that big, no matter what you do, you're still going to please someone. Oh yeah. And the other people will probably end up getting over it because it's that, that minuscule change doesn't really affect this much of the game that's already there for the most part. So, They've done a good job supporting the modded community and the like different play styles. You talk about like education and stuff like that as well. So when they change something to the base game, um, I think out of that 176 million copies sold, the base game is only 30 million of them. So oh, there's really? so many versions of Minecraft out there now where you have like educational players and you have modded players and you have hardcore players and you have players that play on difficulties other than easy. Um, and yeah. so like I think it's really they could go through and say, hey, in hard mode, we're going to make skeletons one shot you. Yeah. And, and that only affects like this many of the players. And so even yeah. if those players are pissed off, everybody who doesn't play hard vanilla survival is not affected. What do you guys think about the uh, upcoming Minecraft Dungeons? It's basically Minecraft Diablo edition uh, that they announced this last year at E3. I don't really know anything about it, to be honest. I saw the trade. I was at E3 this year and I saw like one person who was excited about it. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's kind of unnecessary. It's kind of milking the the name Minecraft, similar to how Minecraft Story Mode did. But like, why is that a thing, bro? It's like, oh, we're gonna create a story with characters who have no story. Whoa. Like, but I don't I don't really get the point of dungeons. I'm not I'm not hating on it, but I just feel like it's kind of unnecessary. But again, I also haven't researched it. So now you're good. I just remember seeing it. I was like, oh, okay, like that. Interesting. seems interesting you know it might be able to connect in and give people more of an objective style rpg chris what are your thoughts um i mean so we when we talk about diablo immortal netties already has games like diablo immortal on the market but they're not a diablo skin and so the, the talents don't work exactly the same way and the appearance doesn't look like a diablo game and so it will market to a different group so i haven't seen much about this but the idea that minecraft comes in and puts their name and their branding on legos story mode type games uh choose your own adventure uh tv series like all of these things like it a hundred percent makes sense you didn't buy it for a billion dollars to put it on a yeah. shelf and and lock it away um, people will still so, play it no matter exactly. what it is and it doesn't hurt the core game what so if, like, if you don't like it don't play it like, what if you're gonna go make money yeah. what if let's uh i'm just gonna toss out uh speculation and conspiracy theory conspiracy theory oh that'd be good that'd be great for the channel <laughs> um any tags that we've got pewdiepie like, only like, in the could... thumbnail you don't want in the tags that's right. that's an automatic demonetizer oh, yeah. right pewdiepie now. dead in the videos like <laughs> minecraft dungeons announcement trailer <laughs> the uh what if like you were able to design uh dungeons uh for the minecraft dungeons within the, your world of minecraft like if you that would able... be dope See, That'd that's what dope. I'm saying. Like when you start talking about like what is possible from a visual, everything art stuff, is possible. Everything is possible, man. And so how, like for me, that would be epic. Like if all of a, all of a sudden it's like, cool. You, oh, you did your run through of, of the, the ones that we've designed and it's like, oh, connect into your friend's server and you can, you can run around whatever, or they could design specific things for that. That Dude. all of a sudden takes it to a whole new level. Uh, of creative because essentially one of the things that like I'm hearing from both of you guys how does this not exist already right I know I think we're on something like like so you you did the you ran a what like a PvE MMO style server didn't you me is that not the one yeah oh oh the ones you ran? 
Uh, well, I ran like a very basic server. It was kind of like survival with towns, but I have a server now that I've been spending like the last month or two on, and uh, it's it's a lot more like. Oh, I'm getting off topic. What was your question? <laughs> I, I'm just wondering, like, like, how does this not already exist? Because like, you're already familiar with like. I mean, like, honestly, it may already exist. And, like Hunger Games. Um, there's there's already really cool like basic basic game types that have been yeah. put out by people. It's a clever idea, and the fact that, I mean, that's that's where Dota came from, right? Like, Mo, like MOBAs came from a Warcraft three custom game. So I it was made by that. somebody who. Yeah. And they tried to release their own later and it, it didn't make any money. So like the people who gave us MOBAs as a genre didn't make money off of this. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like there's a there's a lot more that you just don't find, honestly. Like, and with Heroes, with Heroes of the Storm not ever hitting the critical mass of Dota or League of Legends, Blizzard didn't really get to make as much money off it either. So the platform and the original creators really didn't end up getting to be the ultimate winners. I think they were involved in the launch of maybe Dota, but it wasn't not to the degree of, of like what League of Legends is making. They're making crazy money. <laughs> the um, I, It's just so fascinating. So anyway, um, one of the questions we talked about, uh, we, we went on to a wonderful Minecraft and Dungeons perspective. The question though I, I would like to know though, from a nostalgia perspective, what game would you like to see that doesn't exist now brought back into the 2020s? Uh, well, okay, I have one that kind of does exist now, but okay. not really. Yeah, answer it uh, okay. Right away, my answer is the Skate franchise. But oh, wow. there is a game called Session that's being worked on. Yeah. Some people are comparing it to Skate 4, but realistically, it's not. That's why I'm kind of like, you know, can't I really... I loved the skating games. Like oh my Tony god, they're Hawk so good. And, et cetera. and it eventually got to a point where they released a version of Tony Hawk, because it was coming back, and it was so bad. Like, it oh, was it's like... probably 5. Yeah, and it was like, what happened? Like, you go, you go play four, and it's complete, and it's got the fun parks and more. And I, I, I just wondered what happened. Do you have a video about that? Like, what happened to that series? Is it up? It was like my, it was my first video that took off. Actually, I got, I, I hadn't seen it was, that uh, one yet. Why skateboarding games died? Oh man, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, go, I'm gonna go watch that after this because I was just like, goodness gracious! I remember spending tons of at, Dude, at time in those so games. So good. I don't think Tony Hawk will ever be coming back because. Tony Hawk's old, uh, like, especially I mean, for... This is what happens to humans, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, like, especially for, like, an extreme sports athlete. Like, he still has that. He, he there's a video. stuff. I know. I saw a video where he did, like, 40 <laughs> tricks for his 40th birthday or something. And, um, but anyways, I don't think Tony Hawk will come back. They had a lot of licensing issues. Yeah, with the music, um, too. And plus, Neversoft isn't around anymore, which was, like, the masterminds behind Guitar Hero, behind... Uh, the whole Tony Hawk series. I think they were behind a lot of the like other extreme sports games. But Skate, though, if if Session does good, I could easily see Skate 4 becoming a thing. Oh, yeah. It's all about momentum and success. If all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, you sold a, um, you know, 500 million copies of that game. Wait a minute. Like, why are we just letting that, you know, that market yeah. die? This is People same... want Skate 4, too. The question is, is it enough? Is it oh, enough? Oh, let me, let me show you. I don't know if you'll be able to tell this. All right, if you go on EA's Instagram, I don't think you'll be able to tell this, but if you go on EA's Instagram and you scroll through their comments, yeah, you won't be able to tell. Anyways, <laughs> literally on every post, there are thousands of comments that just say Skate 4, Skate 4, Skate 4, Skate 4. That's all they say. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd recommend looking at it if you could. Okay, it's, I'll see. It's actually insane. <laughs> the uh, If those did translate, though, into sales, then it would make sense. Like, one of the things we were out there, and when we were talking with Callie about it, uh, she was saying... 
as much as people wanted to start graph three, like there really isn't that market. It's not what it used to be. It's the market some has shifted into these other things. And it usually takes, it, I think it, th those could come back. It just has to find it's, it has to find a, uh, it has to appease the, the fan base, but it also has to find a new audience, you know? And that's yeah. the thing. It's like, if you're not adding in players to this core gameplay, you know, then it's not going to be something that, you know, like it's just, you're creating a game for a nostalgia perspective and you're, and you're selling it to an aging demographic. And, yeah. you know, so how do you get that, that stuff? So it'll be interesting to see uh, if uh, from a skating perspective, if that game is successful, if there is an audience for it, um, because if there's not, then yeah. Like just like with, there are some franchises that I would love to see come back. They're, probably just not going to come back yeah. because it's like we could sell this game to 10 people or we can make this other kind of game that's real popular people are buying and sell to you know a million people like what do we spend our time on yeah see i don't i don't understand why like why call of duty still exists like i mean it's a <laughs> I love this I guy. A billion dollars a year. I love this like, guy because it's like I've yeah. Why do people keep buying it? Like I get it. It's a great thing. It's a great formula. But like, if people got tired of the skate formula, or they got tired of other formula, that's the same. Like Assassin's Creed got stale. Everything got stale. But yet COD is just like new game. Ha! <laughs> every year. Or well, every year. Of the ones you listed, the big difference is there's something there's something easy to tap into where it's like, I beat that other player, like objectively in that sure. moment. And so like uh, single player games never have the lifespan of a game that lets me beat other players. That is true. I didn't um, think about that. Yeah, I've so. been working on a project. I'm, I'm not like, you know, hyping it up yet because it's still a while away, but I've been tracking data like on Mixer, YouTube and Twitch across a wide selection of games and i've also included some single player games in this data uh just aggregate and i'm just tracking the data and it's to see a the fall off of single player games you know because it's some you know like hey it's you know people are like oh single player games do great like yeah but in, in an earned media perspective and it's too big of a you know data thing to go and also like grab like the number of youtube videos so we're just kind of focusing in on live numbers like Okay, like yeah, they they do great for a week, and then everybody moves on or moves back to their game as a service game multiplayer uh, game. I, the thing that frustrates me, kind of tapping into your uh, why does Call Call of Duty exist? The thing that frustrates me is that it they I think Activision really takes advantage and does a disservice to the community because they know the community will buy it. Activision says we're not going to change until we need a change, but yeah. if nobody went out and bought this version of Call of Duty. I would think that the next version of Call of Duty would ultimately be a games as a service game, which it really should be. And then you yeah. could have the different universes, right? Like if I buy a skin, which I don't, I don't do that, but like a player who goes and purchases money after market from the base game, that that purchase doesn't carry into your next Call of Duty or into the next Call of Duty or more. It's very, very cash grab. It's very anti-consumer, and yeah. it. But they're going to keep selling people the formula because people keep buying it. As soon as that changes, they'll adapt. And I think Call of Duty would become, would be a better product if it was more of that Call of Duty, like uh, you mentioned, um, not Call of Duty, but- Assassin's like, Creed? Uh, I think it was Counter-Strike CSGO. Or, oh, or, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like where it's like when you when you start driving into like, why are people still playing that game? Yeah, because it still exists. It still gets support. They haven't had to release a, a sequel or, or a one that's annualized every year. 
Uh, it's only the fact that people will spend that 60 to 120. I mean, we had a we had one guy was like, "You guys didn't get the 130 dollar version of the Call of Duty." No, yeah, it's no. pointless. <laughs> like yeah. the and the new maps they add suck. It's like it's kind of like you're getting punished. And twice. you have to pay for them too. And, well, yeah, and it's like and we yeah. we don't want to pay for them because we don't want to get matched on them, you know. And we bought we we played Black Ops Four for a while, and then eventually just kind of like, okay, I think we're finally done with this franchise because there's no, you know, Modern Warfare looks good though. It really does. Well, and that's the thing they make a, they make incredibly fastest Call of Duty selling game this this generation. You know, so it's like Insane. there's no reason to change because there's no reason to change. And despite the fact that it can, it can be anti-consumer, all I, in my opinion, they're never. And every time do... they've changed too, every time they've changed, it's had negative. It's had like repercussions. Like, okay, I honestly I don't know why COD Ghost did so bad. It didn't really change anything. But as soon as they change <laughs> from that to like advanced warfare, sales drop. Then they go to infinite warfare, drop even more, and like. Now they're getting back to where they were before, and now their sales are picking back up. So there's literally no reason for it to be annualized or whatever, because Modern Warfare could literally have been an update for the like for like Modern Warfare Three or something, you know? Yeah, it should be. That's yeah. like when you look at the games and a lot of the nostalgia and why people are playing these games for years. It's based off of that. People will bemoan like, "Oh no, games as a service." It's like there are bad games as a service, but then you. They forget about every other game out there that is just dominating because it it is that you invest into the ecosystem. Fortnite is making 2.5 billion a year, and it gets that Crazy. sunk in cost. So even if somebody steps away to go play another game for a while, all it takes is like, hey, it's a new update, it's a new chapter, and then they can come back and they have all their stuff. <clears throat> so it's like, yeah. hey, this is great. As opposed to like, uh, Overwatch 2 is doing it. We were out there and they're saying like Overwatch 2, Overwatch is not being cut off from 2. So you still get the maps, <coughs> you still get the characters, you still like are part of the ecosystem. Everything that you've earned in the game carries forward with you. So the ultimate reason why you would be buying 2 is that you get a graphical update and you get the story missions. And so mm -hmm. if that is something that's appealing to you, buy 2. If it's not, play in the 1 thing. My, my theory though is that they're going to eventually take one and not add in cosmetics that you can earn and they'll shift all that cosmetic earning into the sequel to move people, you know, into it, but they're not separating those environments. Thus overwatch is a games as a service, especially because two is probably not coming out for another two or three years <laughs> in and of itself. Yeah. So yeah, um, do you think, uh, wait, if I'm going to ask you this just cause it came to go mind, for it, please. <clears throat> since you were at BlizzCon, do you think, like the blizzard brand and blizzcon as a whole kind of suffered because of that whole china controversy mm -hmm. yeah it, it was a cloud hanging year. over it go ahead chris i figured they had a rough year um in general but at at the event everybody was still largely positive there were i mean there were people protesting and all that but yeah um the event was a lot more positive than what the headlines read and what the people who didn't go put out content saying okay um it it really was everybody was polite everybody was reasonable there wasn't lots of chanting and shouting outside of people who were excited for the way that a tournament game was going that was the only time you'd hear a loud cheer was when you know there was kill in wow arena or in starcraft 2 you could hear that because but that was it was all joy um it's gamers being gamers like there's still people cosplaying there's still people that are excited to see old friends or new friends or somebody that they've played with for years in a guild that they've never met in person and so like honestly it would be hard for blizzard to damage blizzcon because blizzcon isn't just about blizzard it's about yeah it's about the community meeting up with people mm -hmm. that you you know through blizzard games what was so um 
What was beautiful? I, I don't. About I it, don't yeah. think it was negative at all. What was beautiful about it though is that people can be excited about the games and the community, and also frustrated with what the company's done. And you saw that in Force, where there were plenty of people who were like, "Oh man, Diablo Four, that was fun," or "I'm enjoying this." And they're also wearing their free Hong Kong T-shirt, and they're you know, it's like we're communicating this as a community that this we felt this was unacceptable. And obviously, the president got up, he made his apology before showing us anything. I think that was the right move as opposed to saying like, oh, Diablo 4 and this and this, all this great stuff. Oh, by sorry. the way, we're sorry. <laughs> like, okay, like now that you've distracted me, you know, with uh, with nostalgia and drugs and excitement, then it's like now you're, <laughs> no, like they did that first. I didn't think he had to do that uh, personally, but I'm glad he did. Now he put out basically a challenge to himself and that basically said it's about actions. It's about what we do going forward. And so that's something that people can measure him on. Uh, and whether that is good or bad and uh, anything like that. And we talked about that last week, guys, in the podcast pretty heavily. So be sure to check out that previous podcast plug. So what games are you excited about for 2020? Mm. Final Fantasy, the remaster. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Dude, I played it at E3. It's so good. So talk to me about that. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> Dude. So wait, did you go to E3 at all? By any chance? We uh we we, no. we tried, watched couldn't it. afford it. So we watched yeah, it. It's kinda kinda pricey to be honest. Um but so for all the demos, like Borderlands three was huge, right? It was the biggest thing at E three this year. And all the demos was just like you stand in line, you wait, you play the game. Final Fantasy seven demo, you have to get a ticket for like a train station that was like set up, like a like a fake train station, obviously. Uh <laughs> if you wait in line for like two hours, there's only like twenty five, thirty people allowed in at a time. They like take you in for this little show and they like give you the backstory for people who haven't really played the game. Then they, they don't let you use your cell phones. You can't take any pictures. You can't take any videos. You go into this dark room and there's like all these like things set up. It's like mm. super well themed and then you get to play it. And it was amazing. I was never big into the previous Final Fantasy games, but I'm definitely getting this one. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, Did you play I mean, obviously, No. So I heard people who played 15 and then went and played the remaster and they're like, I wish the seven battle system and all that was in 15. Like they, they said that it's so good. It's, it's so good. Yeah. And I was like, it's amazing. Oh. I don't have a PlayStation right now. So I, I I know, I hope that it's coming to PC or something like that. Yeah. But I'm waiting because if they say like, yep, if they don't make the PC announcement. PS4 I'm, is killing it with the exclusives. Oh, yeah. This is why I don't have an Xbox. I'm because, just debating, though, to wait just for PS5, because they said PS5 is totally back compatible. Yeah, isn't it coming out in 2020? Yeah, and I'm like, do yeah, I... There's no point. Yeah, I'm going to wait, point. and then if nothing else... Because your PS4 like, died, and it's like, why buy another one when... Mm -hmm. When I'm out. six months yeah. away from 5, and then I can just get the remastered. And it has way better specs. I'm pretty sure it's like 60 FPS all the time. To 4K gaming. By the way, no, 120. No, no, no. 120. Same thing with Scarlet. Like, they're saying, like... This is what we're going to put in now. Whether the developer is able to take advantage of it because maybe their engine is junk yeah. and then it can't do it. I think they're saying, don't do it and let you got to hit sixty min, but you can do one hundred and twenty. I think even one hundred and forty-four. Like it's something absurd. Yeah. But, Destiny Two doesn't take advantage of the Xbox One X. Oh, really? it sucks, dude. Like it's you go play on PC and you're like, oh, I'm under cap frame rate ninety, one hundred and forty, and then you go on the the console and you're like 30, 30 frames a second. You notice. It, you definitely notice, and it's not something you notice unless you actually like play PC. Like yeah. if you only have played console, you're gonna be like, oh, this feels normal. But oh, uh, one more game. I'm Please, two no. more games. I'm excited for 
Uh, I'm excited for Cyberpunk, but I think everybody's excited for Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um, the pedigree, the pedigree there Red. is like, even if, yeah. you know, it's like, you don't, I don't even want to know about that game, you know? So it's like, I'm just like, oh, Keanu's in it. All right, shut up. Like, I don't want to know. The pedigree yeah. of the studio, I think, speaks for itself. But continue. Yeah, CD Projekt Red is honestly top notch. Um, but that, and then I'm also excited for Session, the new skate game. It's like a little bit of hype for that one. Um, and then there's one more. Oh, um, The Last of Us 2. Is that this year or is that 2020? They pushed it back. So it's 2020, but they pushed it. They delayed it more, um, which I, I actually really appreciate Sony and their willingness to do that as a as a publishing studio with those kind of games they give them the time like with god of war i think it was delayed they give it the time and i th i really appreciate that because it always is like it's always a bummer when you're like man you know if they if you just gave them two more months like you know you could have had you could have just launched with this just pristine product and i think yeah. the hype behind last of us it's gonna sell just fine <laughs> and naughty dog is a, another one that's top notch like naughty dog very rarely fails to deliver I don't remember the last time they failed to deliver personally. I, yeah, I don't think yeah, they have like, ever. Like, you know, I'm sure that they've maybe canceled a project they never announced because it just wasn't coming together. But yeah. no, man, like these guys are at the top of their game. Chris, are you excited for anything for 2020? Um, I mean, obviously we just got back from BlizzCon, so I would love to know what is going to make it into 2020 um, because a lot of what they showed us very well might be 2021 or later. Um, and then I, I'm actually excited for Shadowlands. It'll be a year off for Final Fantasy, largely, mm -hmm. uh, for, for 14. Uh, are we getting the Scarlet in 2020? Yeah, Scarlet PS5. Halo, Halo, Halo Infinite is probably Halo my Infinite. biggest non Dude, I hope it's on PC. I'll, I'll play the crap out of if, if Microsoft's true to their word, it will be with play anywhere. Then why, see, but the thing is, then why would anybody buy the Scarlet? That Microsoft, because the next uh, PC oh, is an Xbox, Microsoft, is cat Microsoft categorizes. All PCs basically is Xbox. It's that it's not about selling consoles anymore. It's not like exclusivity. Yeah. Like we're look we're we're on the verge of it ending. Um, yeah, I, still I think know it's though. Sony is still popping off with exclusivity because they have. Let's think about this: Spider Man, Last of Us, God of War, uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Um, well, there's a big it's one a that was recently. Like like even little things like MLB The Show yeah. only PS4. Microsoft looks at it as a whole ecosystem. So it's whether you own an Xbox or a PC, like they just hear the games. And honestly, I would be fine if Xbox was like, we're going to keep publishing games for PlayStation as long as they support crossplay and, you know, cross save. Like if you could sit here and say, it's about playing where your friends are or playing with your friends and it like what, then it just becomes a competition from a heart. Like right now, the exclusivity game is anti-consumer in a way because they oh, can yeah. try to lock you into an ecosystem and then you don't have the choice of what you want to sub to as opposed to like if you're like well microsoft has the best price of hardware uh, or Sorry. maybe sony you're good or maybe sony has the best price on its services and so you're like what makes sense for me as a gamer um i still think we're 10 15 years out before the general idea there's still fanboys who are like no like i don't want playstation games on xbox i was like i'm, I'm telling you like when you look at where the te like technology is going um, with 15 years in cloud investment, internet and infrastructure, Stadia, bro. Uh, Stadia is interesting. I got to go hands-on with that out at, uh, out in California. And, uh, oh, really? yeah, it's, it's legit. Like it's all about, you know, Stadia has got its own problems. Uh, and that's Google trying to figure out and answer those questions. But when it goes to divorcing people away from like hardware, which it, it's holding gaming back, 
um, at this point because no one's going to go buy a 600 or 700 or an 800 dollars console they just can't sell it that way but pcs and cloud is just taking off uh dramatically still 10 15 years like it's going to have to be a, a mindset shift uh and an internet infrastructure shift but it's going to change the game oh. uh, especially for mmos especially for like minecraft imagine being in a minecraft world with a thousand people or ten thousand people or a hundred thousand people like all well the dude world. the the top minecraft server has ninety thousand slots wow that's incredible dude, their company is worth i think either hold on according to online which yeah. is always accurate uh the the biggest service called hypixel they have ninety thousand slots and they're according to google the value of their server and website together is $45 million. Holy smokes. I mean, they're making their own game Minecraft. now. <laughs> they're, making, they're making a game called Hytale, yeah. which is like a standalone game, which is basically a mix of current Minecraft and Minecraft Dungeons combined with like insane modding capabilities. Mm -hmm. And dude, their, their trailer for that, how many views is it at now? Their trailer is at 52 million views. Um, for a comparison, okay, one of the most discussed games of like this generation is Death Stranding. Yeah, their their trailer is at uh, five point seven million views. Wow, it's insane. It's actually insane. Wow, I guess we're a Minecraft channel now, Chris. Be ready. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, with that though, like we were actually at time. We try to keep this at an hour, just because it. I feel like that's the perfect podcast length, personally. Uh, Tanner, do you have any final thoughts, any hopes, concerns, anything we talked about, uh, as well as you got to, like, you've kind of teased a couple things you're working on. Uh, you, you okay. Wanna, I'll, I'll reveal some more information. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on a video about Ace of Spades right now. I don't, if anybody watching this has ever played it, it's a great game. It's an interesting story, too. So I'm working on that. Uh, I'm working on a video about a game called Starforge, which was, have you heard of Starforge? Stay tuned for yeah. more information. Gosh, like you're going to be my news source for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I'm working on a couple of things, trying to get back into upload schedule. Um, finally have some free time, so that's good. But that's pretty much it. Where can people find you? They can find me on YouTube at Robocast, R-O-B-O-K-A-S-T. Uh, on Instagram, I'm kind of new on Instagram, but it's same thing, at Robocast. Twitter, at Robocast. Uh <laughs> And that's pretty much it. Chris, what you got? What you working on? Where can people find us? Uh, just diving into more MMOs. I'm trying to make time for, for 14 again. Uh, 5.1's got me excited about some of the systems that I, I definitely want to be in, especially with the launch of 5.11, 5.15, and 5.2. Those are really going to like blow crafting and gathering out of the water. So I'd like to be totally caught up there. And uh, yeah, we got some we got some big videos coming out. So they'll be right here yeah you're here in the right spot if you're watching this live or you're uh <laughs> checking out on youtube uh again guys for uh, like uh for the channel for the podcast last week we had kaylee from blizzard uh fantastic uh, individual fantastic conversation uh we're gonna get her back uh because i think that there was a lot of cool questions talking about microtransactions subscription models uh, especially from the inside like what are these business decisions like what are these conversations so she got uh, a former blizzard employee uh, and now uh, I think she said she's not going to be going back into gaming. I think she said she's done. Uh, and I can respect it. I think uh, there's, a, there's a passion 
that usually offsets the the pay. <laughs> you know, it's like people speak of their their time in game development rather fondly. It's a lot of hard work, but ultimately you're like, oh, like someone's gonna pay me twice as much, and I can go home at night and have a life. You know, let me think about that one for a while. And uh, so anyway, check out that podcast. That's live now. Uh, really great conversation, uh, and we're gonna do that again in the future. Next week we have Chili. Gonna be talking about. More Final Fantasy. It's going to be a Final Fantasy focused podcast, uh, and it's uh, we're going to be talking about five one. By that time, uh, the new uh, uh, the kind of the final part of the starting patch because they delayed a couple of things from the rebuilding of Ishgard and the ultimate fight, which will put Final Fantasy at the top of Twitch. Uh, that's what the prediction is because that's what they've done in the past. Uh, usually, huge turnout for those kind those those pieces of content, and that's why I've uh, kind of started working on my my big data project, which will be fun. And uh, that is what we uh, we got coming up. That's what we're working on. And so we're going to conclude this epic podcast uh, with RoboCast uh, <laughs> our normal way. For Work to Game, my name is Brian. My name's Chris. Am I supposed to say my name? Yeah, if you want. Uh, my name is Tanner. <laughs> there it is. Sweet. <laughs> uh, we never we, warn him. We never. It's It's... Uh, at some point, like there's just gonna. Brother said it's his favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> it is, and at the same time, I'm 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 waiting for like if we ever like get as big as uh, as Tanner, if we get ever get like outside of kind of our uh, our great community, that if somebody just goes and clips just those highlights of <laughs> like, hey, here's people on the channel, and just like how they respond to it, because if it's it's the it's the thing that gives me the most joy uh about doing the show like it's an hour just probably for this one little bit <laughs> it's my real motivation behind it's my it. whole it's like hey guys how can i how can i like do something silly uh silly um anyway guys uh, that uh, thanks for tuning in the podcast you can check it out on spotify itunes google play uh soundcloud wherever podcasts are found uh be sure if you're listening to the audio version leave us a like or a review or something of that nature uh helps i guess us out from an audio perspective uh, but with that, we're going to conclude. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in live and also here on YouTube. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>